0: You are listening to the voice of Daryl Bennett and welcome to another installment of the Daryl Bennett Experience, Higher Learning, where we discuss everything from government and law to business, finance and entrepreneurship to caring events and spirituality. I promise you, your life will never be the same. Today, me and my spiritual father Bishop Darnell F. Johnson III of Baltimore, Maryland, discuss digital currency and the future of money. Trust me,
1: you don't want to miss this. Here's Darnell. I want to say welcome to the Wake Up Now podcast. I'm your host, Dee Foster, CEO and President of Wake Up Global Networks and President of Wake Up Global Media. I am so delighted that you joined us for this very intriguing and, for me, informative conversation with our very special guest. Please make sure you like, share, follow us on all of our social media content. That's Wake Up Global Networks on Facebook and Twitter, and then Wake Up Global Media on our IG. If you wanna know all of our events and what Wake Up Global Networks is about, and you would particularly like to subscribe to our Wake Up to Elevate monthly newsletter, all you have to do is go to our website and subscribe. And every month like clockwork, we'll put it in your inbox free of charge, www.wakeupglobalnetworks.com. www.wakeupglobalnetworks.com. We would love to hear from you and encourage you to take advantage of all that we offer because we do this just for you. I'm excited about our guest who is no stranger, of course, to the Wake Up Now podcast or to Wake Up, period. And uh, I I brought him on. He is just so insightful in so many areas, whether it's law, whether it is finances, whether it is uh, building a business. But today I wanted to bring him on because I believe there's a trend. There's a trend coming and yet there's a trend here that many of us, including myself, do not fully understand. And so, you know, on the Wake Up Now podcast, we attempt to bring on the very best, those who have actual knowledge and experience in a particular area to kind of give us helpful insight so that we know how to move forward in these areas. Uh, Today's podcast is the future and the use of digital currency. The future and the use of digital currency. Is digital currency in our future? And if so, how will it be used? How is it different from Tinder? How is it different from credit cards? And so I could think of no other person to bring on than... Um, attorney, scholar, uh, financier, whatever you want to call it, he he just you know you you ever have an issue uh, kind of introducing a person because they cover such a large spectrum. Well, my next guest and yet no guest is one of those. I am so very proud to present to some and introduce to others none other than Attorney Daryl. Bennett Jr. Welcome to the Wake Up Now podcast again, sir.
0: Thank you so much, Bishop. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here, and I'm grateful to everyone that's going to listen to this um, and
1: hear what we're going to say. Yes. Before we get started, I want you to introduce yourself, what you do, and kind of your background, and then let our viewers know how they can connect with you.
0: Thank you, Bishop. So my name is Daryl Bennett. I have a personal uh, intention of inspiring a billion souls during my lifetime through teaching, inspiring, um, as well as mentorship and coaching. Um, and so uh, that's going to keep me very busy. Uh, I own an investment group, and it's called the b Square Global Group, and we identify opportunities and people, and we invest in them, we invest in their enterprises, we help scale it, replicate it, take it to the next level. You know, Bishop, I'm interested in helping people develop themselves as C. you know, yes. don't just have a business, see yourself as a business. Um, and you've shared uh, already my background in, in law, I'm a graduate, proud graduate of both Harvard Law School and Morehouse College. And so, uh, you know, I do a number of just teaching and mentorship programs and I can be found in New York City, So, you know, if if any of you are in New York City, the financial capital of the world, please come come and see me. I do all types of classes and uh, but most of it is virtual as well. And of course, you can find me anywhere online, YouTube channel, uh, Instagram, TikTok, all of those, uh, uh, Bishop, Um, as well as my podcast. I have two podcasts. Uh, One is the Believers podcast where we talk about biblical wisdom around wealth, work and worth. Um, and then there's the Daryl Bennett Experience, Higher Learning. Um, and I'm actually doing a series on the history of money this week. So this is perfect, Bishop, because I'm I'm walking people through, and I'll get a little snippet here, but I'm walking people through how paper money was invented, how we got to the place we are now, what credit is, how to use it, and then this push into uh, the move from fiat currency to digital currency uh, in the future of, of uh, uh, just currency in general. So. You can find me at darrellbennett.com as well as uh, at Darrell Bennett Jr. at all social media platforms.
1: And I encourage those of you that are viewing to please take advantage. I think that what you're doing, especially in this area of finance, is so important based on where I'm seeing our financial system go. And that's a whole nother podcast. But I, I do believe that digital currency, based on what I see, is absolutely going to be the thing of the future but we in all thy getting proverbs get some understanding so i am again delighted that you would take your time today to kind of bring us some understanding so that when we are fully ushered into the aura of digital currency we will know how it works and um how to operate fully in it. So let's, let's get started. And again, of your viewing, we encourage you to like, to share, and to follow, and to invite other people. This is valuable information that we're giving up uh, without any cost. There are people that charge uh, astronomical amounts of money for the information that we're going to get today. Um, so before we get started, give us a little history of the origin of This new, and I would say new over the last couple of years, of digital currency. Um, Where did it come from? It seems like I personally began to hear about it a lot during the COVID lockdowns when people were uh, trying to get me involved in digital crypto and you have your own wallet and, you know, I got bits and pieces. Where did this come from? So,
0: great question. Bishop, if I could, can you give me three minutes to start with how we got here? I want people to understand, like you said, and all you're getting, get understanding. So I want to give you a very quick, a very quick synopsis of the history of money. How did we get here? So what we know, Bishop, is that um, the Chinese invented money, the paper money, as we know it, a thousand years before the Europeans did. In America, before there was paper money, people need to hear this. There were all types of ways that people were calculating their wealth notches and sticks, fur, fish, we even know in South Carolina they were using rice. Some of the first paper notes in America came out of South Carolina they were the rice paper notes. What does that mean? They were using rice paper to excuse me rice to back their paper notes. In Virginia, now stop me at any point if you have questions Bishop, in Virginia they did the same with tobacco, tobacco paper notes. And they were also trading in the current, cash crop, which was tobacco. I want to lay this foundation because I want you to understand we didn't always have paper currency. In fact, for more of the history of the world than not, we didn't have it. We traded in goods. We traded in the barter system. And so you kind of need to understand how we got here and the push to how we got here. So you understand where digital currency is going. Now, where we get the sort of um, where things begin to change is around 1725 a man named benjamin franklin and anybody that's listening to me in america probably has heard of benjamin franklin at some point you see him on your hundred dollar bill you might wonder wait a minute he's not a president why is he there well i'll tell you why because he was the first person that really came to to understand there's a way to use paper money in a way that it had never been used before he's born in 1706 the 13 colonies probably about 10 percent of money is actually currency. Most of it, like I'm telling you, is in, you know, all of these other types of uh, goods and services. He works at a printing press, writes a book in 1725, and comes up with the concept, merging printing press. I want you to follow me, Bishop. Printing press plus paper currency as a way to fund a nation. Around this time, about 20 years later, comes the Revolutionary War. The first unified money system we had in America was the continental dollar. And that was used to fuel war. So anybody taking notes or is listening should know that money, paper currency was invented in America to fuel a war. I'm going somewhere because you ought to ask yourself now, what is this fueling? So we go from the uh, paper, the, the continental dollar, which was in the 1700s and that gold standard, So then there's a question. I won't go too far into that, Bishop. You know, people that are interested can go to the History of Money podcast, but it's a lot of questioning about what's backing our money. And I just want to say this so people understand. When it started, remember, Bishop, I talked about in Virginia, there was the tobacco backing their money. And then as crazy as it might sound. And then in South Carolina, there was the rice backing their money. Well, then there was the concept that the gold would back the money in America. That's where you get the gold standard. There's a lot of problems with that. And because of wars, rumors of wars, inflation, deflation, all types of issues, for the sake of time, I really can't get into it. We ended up around the time of Lincoln during the Civil War getting off of the gold standard. And what that means is that the paper dollar, which was backed by gold and silver before, is no longer backed by anything other than the fact that the government says that it has value. That's what we mean Bishop when we call it fiat currency. Fiat is Latin for determination by authority. It means that your paper dollar is backed only and truly just because the government says it has value. For the sake of time, I won't get into the period of time during the great depression where there were governmental policies in place where people were told to bring in their gold and they would exchange it for paper dollars. That's, that's the whole thing that happened there. Where it was a wealth transfer? Give us your gold, we'll give you our paper dollars. I didn't talk about Bishop for the sake of time. how uh, There was a whole period of time when banks were issuing their currencies. Bishop, before the Civil War, churches issued their own currencies here in America because there was no unified currency that was exclusive. It wasn't until 1913 that it became exclusively under the Federal Reserve. That's where we sit today. So now, Bishop, we're about 100 years later. And the question becomes how do we navigate the shift to digital currency? Well, the first question is what is digital currency? Digital currency is currency that is exclusively, exclusively electronic. Now, let me give you, because I, I, I wrote this down and I was come prepared with notes. It is currency that's exclusively electronically, electronic, excuse me, and does not have a physical form. Don't confuse this with the fact that at your bank, they are using computer technology to store your transactions. No, 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 no. This is different. We're not talking about fiat currency that is digitally stored. We're Mm -hmm. talking about digital currency. I want people to be very clear on that, which is exclusively electronic. There's no physical form. There's three types. There's crypto, which is what most people think of when they think of digital. All crypto is digital, but not all digital is crypto. So mm-hmm. the digital there's crypto. There is um, the central bank. Uh, excuse me. There's crypto. There's central banks. Uh, uh digital currencies as well as virtual currencies. And we could talk about each very quickly. Virtual currencies, I'll start with that, are currencies that are used um in virtual communities. Bishop, we're seeing this across the world now. Uh where there are these virtual communities where currency, again, we're just talking about mediums of value. I think it's Fortnite, they trade skins. There's so it's it's actual worth And the worth is assigned to what you say it is. right? So that's virtual currency. Then you have central bank digital, which is issued by central banks, not commercial banks. Central banks are just banks that are being uh, doing the the business of the entire government and not just uh, a region. Uh, And then there is which we probably spend most of our discussion here, Bishop, which is what most people know about uh, is is crypto Um, and crypto is uh cryptocurrency I mean, cryptocurrency which is the form of digital currency let me give you the the exact definition it's a digital currency designed to work as a medium of exchange through a computer network that is not reliant on any central authority that's the key and we can get now
1: that, let, let me stop you because i want to jump ahead and you're yeah. giving some great information um What's very interesting, and I had this in the questions, but since you mentioned this, I want to get your input on what you what you just said, because of the concept of cryptocurrency, based on your explanation, is to be currency not governed by any central authority. I just heard um, the president the other day mention, you probably heard it also, that uh, the next move is to Uh, because there's been some obvious, and you can speak to this, corruption. Actually, I heard that um, the founder of uh, cryptocurrency is, is, is hiding because there's been some corruption. But the president, I heard him say that he wants to now bring regulation to cryptocurrency. Now, having said that and heard that, will this bring a change to the definition of cryptocurrency? So I think the definition will remain the same, but it certainly will change in its
0: iteration. Now, I want to be very clear. So people that are listening closely, what we're saying, Bishop, is that the definition here of crypto is that it is uh, not reliant on any central authority. It doesn't mean it won't be covered by. It. And I want to be very clear on that. Not reliant. So there was never a question. Well, maybe there was a question, but I think anybody that was following this really knew that there was a point in which regulation would happen. Now, for but those that when like when,
1: when I was invited to get into it, and I have to go back to twenty twenty when yes. there was a strong push to get us into it from and and again, this may vary, but the sales pitch that kept coming to me was and and I don't know if others who are watching the sales pitch that was coming to me was you're getting involved in something that the government will never now, whether that was. Uh, accurate on their end, but uh, yeah. Yeah. and and I had some pastors trying to get me involved in it, and the whole push was, and even tried to get my church involved in it, was you're getting involved in something that the government will never have access to; they'll never be able to control your finances. Then they talked about this this personal purse or this personal wallet you would have, um, and so I think a lot of people thought because I think. Now, maybe it has changed and you can speak to that. But when this was first introduced uh, during 2020, I, I think it was a cloud, cl- uh, ironclad uh, concept that the government is out of this. They, You don't have to worry about the government interfering with, with that. Can you speak to that for clarity? I could, you know, and if you'd like, I, I can do it quickly. I can give you a history of, and
0: very quickly on. Yeah, because please,
1: because I don't want our viewers to think because you know, I, I do know things evolve and I do know things change, but I, know, I can't tell you how many people contacted me personally about this whole piece of, um, you know, th- th- you don't have to worry. This is not regulated. This cannot yeah. be regulated. This will never be regulated by the, by the government. And, and so now whether that has changed over the years, which I'm fine with, but I, I do remember a strong push of no government regulation on crypto. Yeah. Can can I speak to that? I mean,
0: look, our people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Uh, Anybody anywhere that thinks that the government is not going to have its hands in something that is disrupting and game changing as finance needs to have a very long conversation with someone like me or a counselor, a legal consultant somewhere, somehow, uh, because it's just no way that we didn't think it would be regulated at some point. Now, we can have a discussion as to whether or not it will ever be as regulated as the traditional finance model is. So very quickly to get understanding here, when we talk about cryptocurrency, we're talking about something very recent. We're talking about as recent as 2008. A man named Satishi Nakamoto in Jer- uh, J- excuse me, Japan, wrote a paper really at the, the, the height or the end of what we would call the 2008 crisis. He wrote this paper, which would be the beginning of what we call Bitcoin. The question was, and I won't get into it here, double spend. When it comes to digital currency, if you have digital currency that doesn't have a physical form and it's on a computer, how do you keep people from spending it at three different places before it's actually the transaction goes through? Satoshi so Nakamoto, this genius, was the one who created this concept of what we call Bitcoin through his white paper. Now, to this day, he has never unveiled himself. Nobody knows who he is. There's a question of who he is. Some people said he died. Some people said it's this guy, that guy. He's never put himself out there. So, anybody listening should know this. The person who changed the world with this white paper, who created Bitcoin, not cryptocurrency, because that's just the mother uh, kind of coin, but really pushed it in this space, has to this day not been known. Second thing you ought to know the Bitcoin blockchain became official January 3rd, 2009. It was not even thought of as a way, this is to your point, Bishop, to transact. It was only used as a way to keep your money out of the hands of the government. Nobody even thought about it as a transaction piece. It was to hold your money on a blockchain. And we could talk about that later, but a blockchain, which was fully transparent, that could not be really touched. You could see it, but it could not be touched, right? So you had 2008, the white paper comes out. Top of 2009, the blockchain comes, the Bitcoin blockchain. It is not until May 20th, 2010 that history is really made, where someone buys something from the blockchain, where someone uses digital currency for the first time in history in the world to buy something in real life. A man buys two pizzas in May 20th, 2010 with 10,000 Bitcoin. Now, today, Bitcoin is worth one is worth over 20,000. 10,000 Bitcoin two years ago was worth $71 million. So there's many people that say, I spent that amount, you know, on two pizzas. What he was trying to show is that you could use digital currency to buy things in the real world. It changed the world. After May 20th, 2010 is now where you start to see all types of companies to start seeing, wait a minute, we can use this. 2014, a man that's working at Bitcoin breaks off and creates Ether. Ether is the first coin outside of Bitcoin, which is also a crypto. Mm-hmm. So then Bitcoin comes. There's also an exchange that's created. For the sake of time, I won't get into that. Um, an exchange gets created. There's a man named Ross Obrecht that uses Bitcoin to be able to use it on different blockchains. But this is really what I want to get to. It's around 2014 where it explodes. All of these coins come out. First you have Bitcoin, then you have Ether. And people are seeing, wait a minute, my whole life can change by even investing in a coin or changing a coin. That's when the explosion really happened, and where you have all these altcoins come. That's where you have the, you know, the Cardolo, the, excuse me, Cardona, and you have um Solano, and uh I'm butchering up the names. It's, it's a whole bunch. You have exchanges that come out: Coinbase, Binance. Um, this is really where it explodes. Now. Everybody listening should know this. Anything explodes at the beginning, no, government isn't regulating it because it's new. It's in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So anybody listening should know that there are always bubbles and times where something comes in where the government doesn't know what's happening and they can't get their hands around it. But anybody that thinks it would stay that way, you know,
1: so you have- well, I, I think that just to be fair to the audience, if you're not an expert in that, then you wouldn't know. I mean you 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 said we should know but again if that's a particular area that uh because I thought not that I got into it but I legitimately thought what I was told by quote unquote experts were were true it's kind of like um you take your car to a mechanic you you expect the mechanic to inform you what's wrong with the car and and you the mechanic would say well you should have known that um there was a so-and-so uh, missing underneath the car. Hey, sir, I'm I'm not a mechanic, and I think that this is where when when you talk about the regulation and and people should have been known. I'm not sure that if that wasn't your if you understand what I'm saying, your particular focus, I would have known because I'm taking the quote-unquote experts, the quote-unquote experts' word. You know what I'm saying? No, I hear you, Bishop, and I and I'm as you you know. Spiritual Sunday, I'm going to respectfully
0: kind of just disagree in the sense that I'll say this. This is why I started with the history of money. Anybody in America should know the government's always interested in money, period. I don't care who tells you what, anywhere, the president of the United States. When massive amounts of money are being moved, the government is interested. This is unlike any other. This isn't like education. It isn't like your car. It's about the house pricing, with housing prices. When the banking system in America, that's why I really started with the history of America. I mean, history of the bank, history of money. The banking system of America is the most protected system in this country. And so I think just for anybody listening anywhere, because I don't know, two years from now, you might be listening, it might be something else that came out. We haven't even talked about NFTs, right? Because I know that's a whole lot of stories. Everybody should be on guard. When you start hearing a lot of people talking about it, the news is talking about it. People are moving money. Celebrities are talking about it. You have to know the government now wants to get their peace.